that doesn't mean I'm like, dude, let's do a victory lap. Right. We're good. Welcome to episode number six of the Promo Upfront Podcast, the mullet of all podcasts, because you know we do that party in the back, but it's business up front. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, I want to thank my good pal, Kirby Hossman, for always having the stupidity to do this podcast with me on a weekly basis. <laughs> Kirby, how the heck are you today? I am doing well. And uh, yeah, many people over the course of my lifetime have accused me of being stupid. And this is not the first time and not the last. So I'm yeah, doing well. you're you're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> um, but glad you're glad you're here. Yeah, um, right back episode at you, number episode number six, only 200 more to go. And then we will pass unscripted. <laughs> yeah, so right. we're well on our way. <laughs> yeah, right. You know we had to start somewhere. We do. You, yeah. you know who else is on their way on their way to awesomeness? Who's that, Bill? Thank you so much for asking. Yes, is our good pals over at Commons Q. Not only are they on their way to awesome, they've arrived. That's right. And they have extra tickets and they <laughs> want you to get on the awesome train to awesome town and awesome land with them. They allow you to connect your team with your team, streamline your workflow, work from anywhere. And that's so important especially in these times. Yeah, that's right. Now more but it than really ever. is. And, and I know you're a huge fan of common SKU. It's that cloud-based software that really allows you to connect with your clients, but also with your team and do it in such an elegant professional way. Yeah. The reality of it is um, we've talked about this before when all, when the pandemic hit, this yeah. is when we realized how powerful we, we were fans of big fans of common SKU already. Sure. But the, the idea that we were literally able to plug and play with wherever we went, everybody went home, we did this right. and it was fine. It, it, we, as you know, I'm getting ready to uh, do a little road trip and you are. I'm not worried about it because I know I can take my whole office with me, which is uh, pretty cool. And so that's because it, of common it, SKU. It's super cool. So from every aspect of running that distributor business, uh, common SKU has a tool that's going to able to enable you to stay connected with your clients stand apart from your competition and dramatically grow your revenue and your profits. And that's really what it's all about. So you want to learn more, head over to commonskew.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, I have the first segment of this podcast, which is the promo up front. So please, let's get serious, shall we? Oh, please. All right. I've got like five to go to. Let's, okay. uh, pick, I'd pick one. I'm going to pick one. All right. So PPAI, the Promotional Products Association International, heard of them. Put out their second half of the year survey. I don't know if you saw this. Kirby came out just uh, literally yesterday. Okay. We're recording this on Wednesday. Came out on Tuesday. And so what they did is they surveyed uh, both suppliers and distributors about the vi their viability over the next six months. Mm -hmm. And so what we've heard a lot when we've talked about these type of statistics before is what's in the past? How much sales have you lost? Have you been able to retain your people? Mm -hmm. This is a little different as it's more gauging um, either optimism or pessimism and what people think. And so I found mm -hmm. some interesting things here. So the findings are, there's again, suppliers and distributors. Okay. Uh, 31% are fairly worried for the next six months. Okay. 29% is, are neither confident nor worried. 22% are very, 22 are very confident. 
11% are extremely confident and 7% are extremely worried. So what I thought was super interesting, my big takeaway from all that, it's really a third, a third, a third almost. It's okay. interesting to me that about 38% are fairly or extremely worried. You have 29% that are just kind of going with the flow, you know, whatever, it's gonna be what it is. And then you have 33% who are uh, uh, fairly or extremely confident. I don't, you know, when I talk to people, and I know you talk to a lot of people as well, I don't feel like I'm getting that type of a distribution mm -hmm. um, when I ask people what the next six months looks like, mm -hmm. let alone the next year. I, I feel like people are far more leaning toward the worried, and I would say realistic, to be honest with you, not pessimistic. I think people are, you know, we're, we're a very uh, optimistic industry. We're a very optimistic society. But I feel like when we ask people these questions, I don't think the right answer, I don't think the honest answers were given in the survey. I really don't. And I wanted to ask you that. So mm -hmm. I want to ask you two things. One, what do you think about the survey results? Were you surprised as I am that it's a third, a third, a third? Mm -hmm. And then number two, what is your outlook when you look at Hassaman marketing from a distributor perspective? What is your outlook for the, the remainder of 2020? Okay. Business-wise. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I always joke, I think that whenever anybody is being pessimistic, they always say they're being realistic. Okay. That's <clears throat> okay. And sometimes nobody... they're being pessimistic and sometimes they are being realistic. I yeah. mean, those two, I, I'm going to probably push back on that, but continue, please. No, it's, it's totally fine because it's what every pessimist says. Nobody okay. says I'm a pessimist. They say I'm a realist, but it's fine. Um, no, Number two, I do think the third, a third, a third thing is interesting because really I kind of feel like people are in one of two camps. Like they're right. either, things are dire. Right. Or, you know, not too bad. Right. right. Like, um, and you know, you and I had this conversation where it was like, you know, when ASI came out with their predictions and yeah. they said 34, 35% down or whatever it was yeah. going to be. Um, like I was surprised that it was that high you were surprised it was that low. You know what I'm saying? Like I, right. I, I thought 35% seemed high. Um, and in going to the OPA event last week, I, I got your side of it, right? Yeah. Like I, I got to talk uh, with suppliers who were doing okay. And I got to mm -hmm. talk to suppliers who were like, dude, it's, it, it, we're down 50%. We're and down that's going to depend on the supplier and what totally. they're making and things like that. Yeah, totally. So, you know, I think the third, a third, a third probably is, makes some okay. some level of sense um you know i and i guess the word the, the thing that i struggle with is was one of them is is extremely confident right yeah extremely confident and you had extremely worried okay yeah and like i'm pretty, how can you be either one of those yeah i'm i'm yeah i'm pretty confident yeah <laughs> question mark it, and and because we're doing okay like as yeah. i start looking I've, I've been talking to my team about it i'm like actually Based on our conversations with other distributors, other suppliers, I feel really good about where we are yeah. based on what I know from others. That doesn't mean I'm like, dude, let's do a victory lap. Right. We're good. Right. I mean, we got to keep working, but I, I think I feel better than most. Is that right. fair? I, I, but no, I don't know that's if that's fair. extremely confident. Yeah. Sorry, know? it got so dark in here. It just got really dark. I think there's a storm coming. So yeah, it's just- That's exciting. Uh, that a storm's coming? Yeah. That's very exciting. But- <laughs> So here's what I, I, when I look at these numbers, I think that that middle section that where they're saying, oh, we're not confident, we're not pessimistic either. It's like, I don't understand, I don't understand that. It's like, how, how do you not have an opinion on 
looking at your numbers, what the next six months look like, how do you run your business like that? I'm sorry, that doesn't gel to me. And then the other thing is, I don't know how anyone could be overly optimistic at this point. I understand being cautiously optimistic because I am. I understand being thinking things are going to work out just fine and things are going to turn around. I can totally understand people are, I am extremely worried. That I understand with mm-hmm. the pandemic, everything going on. I don't understand people unless they are only providing PPE and they think the pandemic is going to last for another six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the, the people in the middle, the way I kind of, and I think we're just translating it a little bit differently. It's Probably. Like, it's whether or not you're comfortable making predictions. And I think one of the things I learned in about a month of this deal is I stopped making predictions, right? Like, so the idea that I am extremely confident or extremely worried in the next six months, hell if I know, like I thought thought this would be somewhat over by now, but I think, I think we all did. Yeah. But, but on the other side, the people who are extremely confident. So the, the spin I would give that or my sort of take on it is that if you're sitting in a spot where you're, uh, cash happy right now, mm-hmm. right? If you're doing well from a, you've, you've weathered this storm right. as we start to see it. I think you could be extremely confident in the sense if you are sitting strong with cash, you are, your business is somewhere where it was and you start looking around the landscape and look yeah. at people you can acquire or merge with, you start being pretty confident then. That, that, that's fair. I will yeah. say one time we need to have this conversation on the podcast, not today. The optimist versus the realist versus the pessimist, because I really disagree with you that, <laughs> because I do think there are realists out there that aren't pessimists, that they see both sides of it. You disagree, I know. And you're well, wrong. I just have found that nobody ever says, look, I think life sucks. And I think it, I'm a pessimist. They oh, say, I have. I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. Oh, we and then, both they, have. then they bring a pessimistic point of view. That's just generally been not everybody who's a pessimist claims to be a realist. And you know exactly who I'm talking about. And I'm not <laughs> mentioning names here. You know exactly who I'm talking about. There are people who revel in being pessimists and yes. shitting on everything. So yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that at a time of your choosing. So I like it. We'll do it another All right. time. Okay. All right. So do you have, you know what, this, we're gonna do something totally unprecedented here. You're gonna just uh, go ahead. Gonna, you're, Turn yeah, on I'm, the light. I'm, I'm, I'm turning the light on. Whoa, All right. here we go. Here we go. Here's the light. So, so, so oh, much better. I already feel better. So in the go. interest of yeah, transparency, as Bill puts on his headphones, we had this conversation before we started to record and it was really bright in the room. And so he turned that light off. So it wasn't so bright in his face. And so we made an executive decision. And when you record a podcast like this on a consistent basis, yep. sometimes decisions go wrong. Well, and here's the thing. So I just, <laughs> it this does is look maybe, better why, now. <laughs> why don't we talk about this? This is a good podcast topic. So I work from home and I'm blessed that I have, as I look right at you, the audience or Kirby, I have a window right here in front of me and a window right to the right of me, right, right in the corner here. Mm -hmm. I have wonderful, wonderful, wonderful natural light. So I don't have a light ring. I don't have anything like that because I felt like I have needed one. Mm -hmm. Now, as we started approaching the winter months, I know that I'll need one because Kirby and I made the executive decision last week or two weeks ago, let's start recording this podcast Wednesday afternoon evenings as opposed to Thursday mornings. It's just real challenging for me right now with both of my kids uh, schooling at home. It's just really hard bandwidth wise to do it. And so I actually just ordered a light ring. And so, but the problem is my window, this window faces due west. So I either get the sun right in my eyes. So 
I'm using the blinds to control the amount of light flow in here. And the second I closed it, a storm started coming in. So, <laughs> and, and I was really listening to you, but I was like, dang, I wonder if I should get up and make that light and I'm, all that. I, I'm, but, for what it's worth, I'm really glad you did. Cause it was, we've, we've had these conversations before where I really don't edit this has gone sideways midway through happened on episode one. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always crippled by, do I say anything in the yeah. middle of this or do we just let it ride? And so you made the right decision. Yeah. And clearly I don't care. So there you go. All right, Kirby, you got a topic for us. Now we've talked about two things. The, the problem of relying on natural light and uh, the, that was a really great report by PPI, by the way. I'll, yeah. I mean, honestly, I haven't gone through every bit of it. And it, just, it does strike me as interesting that there's that big of a segment that's kind of milk toast about it and super neutral. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, okay. I've got, I'm kind of like you, I had a bunch of different topics yeah. and I'm not sure where to go. So, um, I'll make this kind of quick, but I just want to tell yeah. a funny story and just kind of, we'll, we can figure out a way to relate it. Um, okay. so, you know, I just got a computer, um, I do. and I'm recording this on this new computer. A brand new TRS 80 from Radio Shack. Correct? Exactly. It's uh, an Atari. Um, but anyway, so it's a, it's an Apple product and I am a fan of Apple products. Yes, you are. Um, and so I wanted something I could edit, but have a laptop and be on the go. So I got a new MacBook Book Pro. And it's one of the things that I always have, my whole life I've heard people say, patience is a virtue. Mm -hmm. And those who know me know patience is not my strength at all. Right. So, uh, you know, if I want it, I want it absolutely right now. Um, and so I went through the process of ordering online. I'm a little more patient right now because of yeah. this pandemic and COVID. And right. All. So... I everybody ordered. needs to have a grace for everybody else. Totally. And I, so I actually have been doing a little bit better, but the, the moral of the story is that patience is a virtue is crap. But anyway, okay. so I went online, ordered it. Let me write that down. Let me put that in your bragging montage. Yeah. I put it on a t-shirt. So ordered it on July 16th. Right. Uh, it was, I went through the process and it says it's going to de be delivered on August 7th. I was mm -hmm. like, wow, that's a long time because it yeah. said it was going to be like Tuesday. Right. Um, so long story short, I get back here on August 7th after lunch and I'm like, it's going to be there. I'm excited. And it's not there. Right. Womp womp. So I'm like, what the heck? So I go online. I find the website tells me August 7th. Let me track this. I clicked mm -hmm. on the tracking <laughs> and it said that my laptop was in Narita, Japan. Oh, that's the first time I've ever tracked anything. Yeah. Thinking it was going to be there and it was in Narita, Japan. So, yeah, the, that's the kind of the problem of printing shipping labels because a lot of times, right when they get your order, they print a shipping label and it just sits there until they feel like fulfilling it. That is interesting <laughs> that it took so long because most laptops are a fairly off the shelf product. Now, you may add a little more RAM, which I did. Which is fine, but honestly, look, you and I both have opened up a computer and added RAM before. Yeah. It doesn't take but about 16 minutes total yeah. to do it. So, um, so I get so online, I get online to, to, to complain, and uh, they're like, we go back and forth about it. And they're, they're like, oh, yeah, it'll still get there next Friday. I'm like, you can't get something here from Utah. Yeah. Like, by next Friday. So Japan's probably not happening. Did so I said, there? look, I am just going to the Apple store, which okay. is an hour and a half away from me. <laughs> I drive to the Apple store and I tell the, the person on the chat. Yeah. I get to Easton and uh, yeah, <clears throat> it says on the sign that all Mac stores are closed until further notice. 
which would have been handy information on the chat. <laughs> so all Apple stores are closed until further notice? I, the the oh one, my gosh. so long story short, I tracked it down, but it was a very painful buying experience. And I think Apple generally has it right. They, Apple generally does. And yeah. what you experience is something I always like to moan and complain about as I'm being a realist, um, <laughs> is that um, is people, <laughs> it, they've introduced friction into your purchasing process. Yeah right? Mm -hmm. yep. It's one thing if they said, you know, due to the pandemic, we're not gonna be able to get it to you till August 10th. Right. And then they deliver on August 10th. You manage the expectations. You might feel that was long, but mm -hmm. if it got there August 10th, you'd have been okay. You said August 7th. If it had gotten there August 7th, still a long time, you would have been okay. Yeah. Sucks, but it would get there. Yep. And that, that is, I think the, the lesson, the way we tie that in is that you really have to manage realistic expectations. Yeah. And when things aren't, and then the second part of that is whenever someone realized Kirby's little love computer that's going to Coshocton, Ohio, isn't going to get there on the seventh, we need to notify him as soon as we realize that. And again, manage those expectations. You would be far more receptive. You, the global you, the client is far more receptive when you are disseminating information, even when it's bad news, as opposed to when you have to ask for it. It is the worst. Yeah. Well, I'm, other than the fact I'm a little uncomfortable that it's being called my love computer, um, I, I think it's, it, the lesson is, man, I think all of us get it wrong sometimes. And it really is. But it's how you your, handle it. Yeah, to your point, it is exactly that. It's like, man, if you'd have just told me, hey, none of the Mac stores are open, you should really just order this. On yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, anyway. so your computer is sitting on your desk right now. Mm -hmm. Is there a sticker on your computer? Of course, there's a sticker on my okay. computer, but I can't there, show you. <laughs> is there anything on your desk you want to share? Is there a product maybe you're using this week? Is there the promotional product of the week, Kirby? Yes. So yes, there is. And one of the things that got me thinking about this one is you have been saying here lately, what's that one product that you mm -hmm. can't live without? Yeah. And so I have sort of two. So okay. we um, are all sort of living in a space where we need mm -hmm. some sort of mask, right? Right. But this is sort of a new product I've seen from Devera and a couple of other suppliers. Mm -hmm. It's called the Mask Keeper. So if you're nice. getting one on and off all the time, I'm thinking of like my daughters who are working at a restaurant, right. everybody in healthcare. So it just can hang around here. It looks very similar to another product I've seen. I can't put my finger on it though. What it, is I, that? It rhymes with yanyard. I, what's a tanyard? <laughs> anyway, it's called the Mask Keeper. That's very cool. Yeah. All right. And a mask. So that is your that is your product of the week. Yeah, I like that one. So, all right, cool. Kirby. So, uh, what do we got here? I, I got so many, and none of them are blowing my skirt up. Let's talk about this one. Um, so, this week, uh, the Big Ten, which is uh, the worst conference in college football, and the Pac-10 uh, have both canceled their seasons uh, due to concerns of uh, COVID nineteen. Most of the other the th three other power five conferences, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, my guess is in the next week or so, they're going to follow suit. My guess. Right I now, they, they intend to play. We'll see. The first thing I thought of, and it's very interesting, I actually thought of this before I saw it on promo marketing. So I want to give a shout out to promo marketing because, you know, it's not the most original idea, but they certainly covered it. A lot of these small college towns have usually like one place that handles a lot of the local t-shirt business, mm -hmm. the local, um, the, the team merchandise and all that. 
I'm really worried about those businesses mm-hmm. now that college football is shut down. This is not a football discussion. This isn't, you know, I, I don't understand how they were going to try to play anyway, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. It just right. seems silly, but that's a different discussion for a different podcast, which uh, we'll start up next week. But how are they going to survive? I'm sure they've survived like a lot of distributors have, used, doing a lot of PPE, merchant, things like that. Man, are they going to be able to do that throughout the football season without 80,000 people coming to Happy Valley, Pennsylvania to see the Nittany Lions or 103,000 fighting Texas Aggies going to see the greatness that is the Texas A&M Aggies at Kyle Field College Station, Texas, Kirby? What are they going to do? Yeah, and I mean, especially those Texas A&M fans, they got to buy T-shirts and stuff because they're so disappointed by the stuff that's going on in the field. Um, you know, I'm not as – certainly the mm-hmm. – uh, I think it's a challenge definitely with the distributors, right? I, I, but it's like I'm thinking of bars and restaurants too. I mean, yeah. God Well, almighty. it's one of those things. It's, it's the egg in the basket theory. You've got a lot of eggs in that one basket, in that right. college basket. And generally, that's cash cow. But I was reading the article and, and something hit me. You know, you have all these um, uh, inns and things like that on Long Island that basically make their entire nut throughout the summer. That's the summer months is when they make their, right. their nut. And the rest of the year, they're just paying bills. Right. These shops and these bars and these restaurants in college towns, that's kind of the same deal. They, they're, they're, their Christmas is September through December. Yeah. And that's their holiday season. And, and without that, how many of them aren't going to survive? You know, again, they'll do the PPE, which I'm sure they've done, but you know, that, that, that's a temporary bandaid. We all know that's a temporary bandaid. It's a great one. It's been a hell of a lifeline. Right. So do you think, I, and I've heard that, um, and I actually th- thought I heard, and I could totally be wrong, but I thought the big 12 was too, talking about moving uh, football and some of the sports to spring. Is that, I, am, I, I, am I missing that? So the, uh, my understanding was there was a conversation of we'll look at it again in spring for spring football. But I think the logistics of that are darn near impossible to put. First of all, basically have two football seasons in 2021. Mm. I don't see that happening. I just don't see that physically being possible with, with mm. how violent the sport is. Right. Um, and I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. And even Urban Meyer, your, your boy up there at Ohio State, when he was asked about, you know, what do you think? Is it a possible, you know, possibility that there'd be Springs football? And he goes, not a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, actually, I actually thought there was more of a chance that they'd play this fall. Uh, than it was that they'd move it to the spring. But um, yeah, and you're right. But back to the, just back to the business, the idea of the impact that, like, that's the kind of thing that I think most of us look at, you know, making it the football discussion. My whole Facebook feed was blown up because people were disappointed that they weren't going to have Saturday college football. Yeah. But to those businesses, that is their entire business. I made peace, honestly, with the fact, like a month and two ago, that there's not going to be a football season. Now, I think the NFL, NFL is going to start, but I think they'll stop after a couple of weeks. I think they'll have a breakout. I do. I think they'll start. Mm-hmm. Maybe they won't. But I've made peace with we're not going to have that. And, and, and I do, like you, I worry about the businesses that are relying on that piece of entertainment that you know probably won't happen. It's going to be tough. All right, yeah. Kirby, you got one more before we... Uh... Yeah, I guess and we'll do this really quick because yeah. it relates to this. So the question I had here is there are sports on TV right now, and some of them are doing a great job managing. NBA has done a really good job, NHL. um, Obviously, golf is on TV. I guess my question for you is because I'm out of the habit, Mm -hmm. I haven't been watching much sports. Have you? If not, why not? No, I think same thing. Um, I, I, 
I don't love baseball like I did as a child. Mm. So the thought of sitting through a nine inning baseball game that isn't part of the world series and doesn't contain the Texas Rangers. I just don't care. I'm just not the big baseball fan. I used to be Um, hockey. I have turned, I've have turned on. Um, I, I enjoy playoff hockey and I can watch any two teams play. But after about an hour, I moved on to did something else. I will miss football, yeah. but I've already made peace with it. So I don't expect it to happen. And so like you have kind of moved on. And, and I think what the real interesting piece of all this is, whenever the pandemic ends, what do pro sports look like? Because, you know, we had this voracious appetite in the beginning of the pandemic. We canceled or postpone the NBA season. They've done, I've never watched basketball, by the way, so I couldn't mm. care less. Right. Um, they, you know, they're playing golf with the fans now. They're playing NA, the NHL games in a bubble. Same thing with um, uh, the NBA and all that. So we went from starving to, uh, starving for sports to now we can just gorge on it. I mean, hell, there's like three NHL games on a day. Yeah. And same thing with basketball. And it's just like, I, it feels like we're just doing it because we feel like we should. Yeah. It just feels, the whole yeah. thing feels weird to me, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'll be curious to know, because obviously they've started the, the games with the NBA. Yeah. Um, to your point, when you were talking about baseball, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Like, yeah. I, I just I, – And I love the sport. I love yeah. going to a game. It's one of the most beautiful things you can attend in, in person. I just – I can't watch it on TV. Yeah. But the NBA, I'll be curious to know if my level of interest pops up once the actual real playoffs kick on. For, yeah, again, I know right. you're not an NBA guy, but I'm like, yeah. Yeah, once it, once it gets, gets going and it matters – maybe i'm not sure here's what i will say if they can figure out how to do it safely like the nhl has they've had three weeks in a row zero covid tests i think the nba is about right there too hey man do it i think it's great i think it's really awesome i think it's a and and i could see if they do football yeah i'll I'll spend sundays watching football you know i'm sure i will but yeah I just don't see it happening. All right, Kirby. So we are now at the point of this podcast. It's the mullet part of the podcast, the party in the back. This week, it's all you. I don't need these notes anymore. You're, so you're, you're good. Uh, I do for later. But I, I, you, you are now in charge of the podcast. All right. Well, this will this will be easy. I kind of like these. Would you rather? I like to get your sort of perspective on this. Okay. And, and it is a. It is a. You know, we're living in the pandemic. It's the world we live in. So I'm kind of curious. Okay. Um, sort of, would you rather during this time, the COVID time, okay. would so you rather? during my 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 life right now as it exists today, right now, ready? I believe I believe I understand the premise. Yeah, and you are fully qualified to answer. Okay, we shall see. Would you rather fly on a plane or drive for nine hours? Oh, fly on a plane. Would you rather meet face to face or do a Zoom? Oh, I am so zoomed out face to face for days. Yep. Uh, would you rather do Zoom cocktails or happy hour in person? I'm not even answering that. That's the dumbest thing you've ever asked me. <laughs> Zoom it is. No, uh, happy hour. <laughs> Virtual conference or in person conference? Would you do the in person? Uh, I would go virtual. Actually, I, with the conference, I'd go virtual. Okay. Mask or face shield? Mask. Finally, vacation or staycation? Do I have to take my family with me? (laughs) No, that's a choice, bro. No. um, I would say vacation at this point, but I'd be smart about it. I'd want, I, 
you know, I love our house. I love our neighborhood, but I think all of us would like to get out a little yeah. bit. Um, it's just, it's, it's hard to justify it. So, but I'd say <laughs> vacation with my family. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And I just like, one of the things that, and you and I've talked about this before, I love where I live. You love where mm-hmm. you live. But I always say that vacation for me, a staycation doesn't sound like relaxing at all to me. Well, no, because there's always shit to do around the house and you got to take care of the dog and this and this and this. Yeah. And right now you get a vacation every day because you get to go to an office. I don't. <laughs> well, I always say that a vacation for me is like the opposite of cheers. I want to go someplace where nobody knows my name. I totally understand that. But you know, <laughs> you know whose name you do need to know, Kirby. Who's that, Bill? He's good. That'd be Kirby. That would be our good pals over at Common Skew. That's right, Common Skew. It's that cloud-based software that allows you to run your entire promotional products distributorship, not, not just part of it. Not half of it, not three-fourths of it, not nine-tenths of it. No, every aspect of it. From creating presentations to invoicing your clients, everything in between. There are things you need to be running your business that they, you haven't thought of, they have. And it's constantly changing and evolving. And they got people there that care and care deeply about your success. So you're going to want to learn more by heading over to commonsq.com. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, that might have been the lamest podcast we ever did. I don't know. I had to fix <laughs> blinds. I had to uh, stifle a few coughs, but uh, I don't have the COVID. I don't have the COVID. Um, but that's why we've got him in a dark room by himself. I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trapped. That's right. Promo up front. Party in the pit.